Hi, before we get started today, a quick announcement. The second annual Canadian Advisor Tech Expo is being put on by the Financial Planning Association of Canada this year on March 14th to 17th. If you are a Canadian financial advisor or in management or an executive or just interested in what advisor technology is out there, I highly recommend you sign up. Tickets are on sale at advisortechexpo.ca. And now on to today's show. Hello, welcome to FinTech Impact. I'm your host, Jason Pereira. Today in the show, I have Mike Butler of Grasshopper Bank. Grasshopper Bank is a digital bank that basically helps secure operating accounts and flexible lending solutions for various forms of business and some alternative lending. And with that, here's my interview with Mike. Mike, thanks for taking the time today. No, pleasure to be here, Jason. So Mike Butler of Grasshopper Bank. Tell us about Grasshopper Bank. Uh, Grasshopper Bank was a de novo bank that was formed in probably 2019, maybe right Probably about 12 months before the pandemic hit, when its primary purpose was to deliver digital financial solutions into the business and innovation economy. And that was its formation and the primary purpose. And it really it still is today. So we're going to jump into what it is you do in a second. But tell me about the origin. What was the, the market gap or the issue that basically led to the creation of Grasshopper Bank? Well, I think uh, we actually, uh, I was, I joined the company um, just about 14 months ago. So I wasn't there for the original formation of it. But from what I understand and what I know is the company raised about $120 million, which was one of the largest capital raises ever for a de novo uh, bank. And again, it was formed by predominantly private equity money with the primary purpose, again, to produce a digital solution for the business and innovation economy. Excellent. So let's talk about what that actually means, okay? So how is it that you differ and solve the problem of banking for the small business and innovation economy? Okay, so we believe, I'm going to start from the marketplace perspective, okay, is we believe that there has been this evolution, revolution inside the kind of banking space as it relates to what I would call e-commerce, right? So uh, e-commerce has taken over the world over the last 10, 15 years in a variety of different ways from you buying tires on Amazon to what now is buying your financial services through an e-commerce solution as well. Frankly, our belief is that banks generally have been slow to evolve to this solution and that there is pent-up demand from clients to produce a better, more Amazon-like solution for an e-commerce in an e-commerce way for these clients. Banks have a generally banks have a hard time due to its historical kind of tight regulatory environment and its ability to attract top talent on the technology side and to deliver industry-leading technology solutions. So hence, somewhere in this process, fintech evolved as an alternative to your bank, which had what was perceived and is, in a lot of cases, a better solution than what can be found inside a bank. The problem is you can't get a bank and a fintech together sometimes. So therein lies part of our strategy to deliver this kind of industry-leading digital solution with an Amazon-like experience. And so what we do that we think is different is we have embraced the fintech movement and we use a partnership model to create our platforms and create the experiences that we think we need for our customers. And so what does that mean? That means I don't hire 175 engineers across the world to develop my own software or my own or use engineers to develop my own experiences. But I otherwise partner with fintechs who can do that and make a living at it. And we create these partnerships. Example. So we launched in 
in March a totally digital treasury management solution for small businesses. That means that small businesses with up to four signers can sign on, open up a depository account in less than 10 minutes on our platform and use an online and mobile platform that is specifically designed for them with a growing marketplace associated with delivering other products and services that we know small businesses need. Now, how do we do that? Well, we did that by partnering with fintechs by and specifically Treasury Prime to help us with both APIs and application because they're very good at it. We did that with a company called NARMI, who's done this once, once or twice before inside the industry. He knows what they're doing and can do it very well. So with those partners, we're able to roll out fairly quickly and fairly inexpensively, which again, transitions into lower cost for the consumer or the business, an Amazon-like experience and a digital experience. And we think as we add to the platform, either from a from a technology perspective of how it works, working with a smaller company like NARMI on the fintech side, we get to put changes in place very quickly and continue to make the keep pace with the ever-changing technology opportunities that are out there to deliver to our clients. So, I mean, and it makes sense you can do that at this stage in the game. I mean, you know, seven, eight years ago, the ability to partner for distribution the way that in the technology space and in the fintech space just wasn't there the same way it is today. So being able to pair those two together is a lot easier. So, all right, let's talk about the specific products and challenges that are, that are, that are facing these companies. I mean, you've on your website, you've got basically just three sections, banking, lending, and fintech. And in particular, you, know, you talk about your services to startups and specifically your services to venture capital and uh, private equity firms. Can you talk to me about what specific products or specific solutions you brought to bear for those markets? So, Jason, I think you hit on it. As you said, when we kind of bring the whole company together, we think about how we serve the business an innovation economy. That's a big statement. That's a big part of the world, but there's a couple of different um, niches inside that that we think come together very nicely. So there's venture banking, which we know that has been growing rapidly over the last couple of years, predominantly being served by some larger organizations. And I think over the growth stages of this venture business, there's been smaller venture capital firms that have merged, which I think that are um, more aligned to working with an organization like us. Um, and while while venture one of the biggest, hottest growing parts of venture is fintech. And to the extent that we are, we consider ourselves more of a fintech with a bank charter, we think there is a real kind of alignment of mindset as it relates to working with these companies. We have a great deal of knowledge of how fintechs work because of using them on platforms or evaluating them for a variety of different purposes. And so, so we're engaged by touching and feeling fintechs, which aligns us to venture capitalists who are trying to understand how to make investments. And then, then our banking as a service business becomes another leg of the stool in which if you're in the venture capital business and you're promoting a fintech, trying to get them aligned to a bank that may have a banking as a service relationship for them is an accelerator to the growth of the portfolio company which then goes back to the success of the venture firm. So you start to tie that whole ecosystem together and it makes a great deal of sense for us to be in the venture business and to work with venture capital firms, specifically ones that might be engaged in fintech, but still broader, we can work with more, but we, we you know, provide a great deal of value. You know, what I like to say is if you're in the venture business and you want to do business with a bank, don't you want to do business with a bank that really understands your business and might understand your client really well and have tools that can help your client? So that shows up in banking as a service, but it also shows up in the other area that I would like to talk about 
in serving the business and innovation economy. And that is directly to the SMB, to the small business. So we know that's the backbone of the economy. We know that has been evolving from the perspective of what do small businesses do today versus what they did 10 or 15 years ago? I mean, what acts are we in? What you know, products and services do we sell? Way more biased towards technology and financial technology. And then what's the age, demographic, and psychographic of people running small businesses today? Well, they're much more aligned to want to be a technophile than they would not be. So that's where the demand comes from, this, this combination of industries shifting into more of technology-oriented products and services small business period and then the 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 people who are running those businesses and their psychographics related to being technophiles versus not and demanding a digital solution so again i keep always revert back to our mission we want to be the industry leading bank delivering digital financial solutions into the you know business and innovation economy the smb sector is a big part of that and the needs of the smb haven't changed the problems associated with smb haven't changed they are short of time um, short of kind of uh, resources and need solutions fairly quickly and easily and by delivering them digitally you package that all up and somebody can open an account with you in less than 10 minutes. I mean, think about what it takes for businesses today to open up a checking account with non-digital banks. It's painful. And I'm not being critical of any other bank. I'm just saying the facts are it's a way more challenging event than it is in person versus digital or paper versus non-paper. And we deliver it non-paper. We deliver a online and mobile platform that is designed for specifically for small businesses to feel at home and the marketplace associated with that to give them additional products and services that we think can make their lives easier. And th- therein lies the, the whole kind of client-first idea of what can I do to make my client's life better? You know, what am I developing in response to their needs versus what do I have that they I can try and sell them? We want to make this a demand. You know, what are you demanding? And then what can we deliver in response to that demand? And and so far we've done a really nice job on that. Um so so and then there's then there's the just banking as a service component of our of our organization that has said from the very beginning that we think fintech is real and that there's trillions of dollars of deposits that are leaving the industry and working through fintechs because they've developed a better technology solution to certain products and services that used to reside in a bank. And and how can I capture and participate in that revolution that's happening? And so we've embraced that part of it, and we've created a platform that allows us to help fintechs kind of advance their cause as it relates to predominantly deposit gathering activities. So we intend, for all intents and purposes, recapture the deposits that are leaving the industry by creating relationships with fintech companies. And then the other leg of the stool is we want to be involved in other lending activities that are associated with the business and innovation economy, not just venture, but, but also SBA lending. So, I mean, SBA lending is a cornerstone of how small businesses operate. Forever, there's been a cry that small businesses can't get access to credit. Well, the SBA was formed hundreds of years ago, I'd say. I mean, I'm kidding, but um, and its design is the same. How can I help a small business get credit that otherwise wouldn't to help fuel the growth of you know, the backbone of our economy? So, so we need a business like that to be available to our clients as well to help them. And we're also involved in commercial real estate lending, which is pretty straightforward for small businesses. So, so we think we've packaged up a bank that has really kind of what I would call forward thinking and innovative digital solutions that also are attached to some pretty straightforward commercial solutions that are found elsewhere. 
that will continue to move towards in a more digital fashion as well. So lots of unpack there. You talked about specifically speaking your language and why you wouldn't speak, why you would want to deal with the company that truly understands your niche or your specific challenges. And I mean, I'd say even on your website, you've done a very effective job by talking about things like general partnership lending and other things that are specific to that niche. So you're definitely speaking that language, which I would think is going to definitely stand out to any private equity or venture capital firm looking for banking services. So, you know, well done on that front. And then the other piece of this, the other piece of this is you're talking about wanting to expand. I mean, if you're dealing with these venture capital firms and private equity firms, you're, especially the venture capital, I mean, you're you're definitely getting to get to see the lead, the tip of the spear on what's coming down, what's happening in the industry and what their needs are. So uh, I guess the thinking there is not just, is, the, is there's a feedback mechanism that comes back from the venture capitalists into the, how can we support their actual investments? Is that part of the thinking? Jason, you kind of hit on it, and that's kind of the fun part of what we do is we sit with all of our venture capital companies, and we sit and talk about what we're seeing in the industry. The venture capital companies want to hear from us what banks need, what's working out in the industry, what we're seeing as really good products and services. And and they're also trying to sit, you know, because they're trying to sift through, I mean, thousands of applications, as I would say. And we're also going back to them saying, who are you investing in? And who do you like and why? And, you know, there's there's something to be said for if you have mutual respect for the people that are using and working with clients, then you feel like you're in the right spot, right? So I, I know when I work with one of my best venture capital firms and they've invested in XYZ company, I feel a heck of a lot better if I'm heading down a path to use them in my platform. And then us Absolutely. using them in their, our platform adds to success on the part of the portfolio company. So it's a comfortable place to be for us. And I use the word comfortable because we speak the same language. We're trying to achieve the same objectives, maybe in just different ways. Now, one of the things I have to ask you about, because it's on here, I mean, I saw you, of course, you're on the commercial real estate, makes sense, especially in that in that business. You also do yacht financing. What is that about? <laughs> well, a couple things. So first and foremost, we are a company that likes to be in niches mm-hmm. and be places where as a small bank, we can be more powerful and more bigger player than we otherwise wouldn't be. So niche businesses are attractive to us. The yacht business, which serves kind of the, the private banking side of our portfolio, I would say, gives us diversification, is a niche that we've gotten to know very well over the last 10 or 15 years, provides diversification in our balance sheet, and a spot where we can be known in the industry to deliver a very good product. And a place I'd like to be versus being whipsawed around by other people's pricing, other people's terms, and be a victim of what the industry leaders do. So culturally, at the very top of the house, again, we love niche businesses where we can be at the lead rather than the tail. And that makes a difference to us. And that makes perfect sense. I mean, it seems like to me, like this is one of those discoveries of a niche that would have come out of your dealing with the client base that you're working on. And, you know, I would say it's, it's a great little niche to exploit. And there's definitely an overlap between the world of private equity and venture capital and yachts. So that, that works quite well. All right. So perfect. So before we wrap up, there's three questions I'd like to ask everybody then a positive note and get you thinking. And the first is if you had one wish for something you could change in your company, the industry as a whole, what would it be? If I had one wish to change inside my company or industry. It stumps everyone. Uh, <laughs> I would say... Jeez, I you know I'm very comfortable with what goes on in the regulatory environment. Comfortable where we are inside our company, 
I guess that the thing I always push for and I could never get enough of is entrepreneurial thinking and creativity. I think that the world becomes a better place when we can manage entrepreneurial thinking and creative thinking and better things come from it. And so I, I wish I could improve that. And I, I probably wish I could create a bit more optimism inside the company and industry as well. Optimism mm-hmm. leads to creativity. Creativity leads to better solutions. Second question is, what's been the biggest challenge in the company to where it is today? I think it's always about people. So, you know, when I took over 14 months ago, we were at a kind of a turning point inside the company. And I think the first thing that I did was do a really deep dive evaluation of people and make sure people were in roles that they were, they wanted to be in, that they were capable of being in, that they understood the strategy and were excited about executing against it. And Amazing things happen when you bring in the right type of aligned people and the amount of work that can get done, the amount of speed that uh, of, of which it can get done. So it's always about people for me. And I feel great, great, great about the team we have in place. But it's been a ride for 14 months getting the right people in place. Well, definitely, definitely a challenge. The last question I have for you is what excites you about what it is you're doing, gets you up in the morning to keep on fighting a good fight? Well, I think the exciting part is we don't know what's ahead necessarily all the time and changes, you know, change is out there. I think a status quo would put me to sleep. Change excites me. And the fact that we have new technologies that are playing a role in our industry and that we're in this part of the industry, the digital side that is going to be able to adapt it and move forward and deliver these kind of cool, unique solutions into the uh, business and Innovation economy is what gets me up, gets me excited. We just we just launched a product that has a virtual debit card, which is not necessarily leading edge, but it is a lot more leading edge than most. And those we were able to get that to market within about three months. Um, it has all the features and functionality that you'd want to see in your debit card, and it's virtual, and 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 that's cool. And I use that word cool too much because cool does not pay the bills. But I think there are real live changes that are making businesses and consumer lives better on the digital side. And we're poised to take advantage of that all the time. And I'm excited about being able to uh, be a part of a company that can be doing that over the next five to 10 years as we evolve. Well, Mike, thank you very much for taking the time to teach us about uh, Grasshopper and uh, very much appreciate the conversation. Thank you, Jason. I enjoyed it. And that was today's episode of FinTech Impact. If you enjoyed that podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Rosie, your podcast. And until next time, take care. This podcast was brought to you by Woodgate Financial, an award-winning financial planning firm catering to high net worth individuals and their families. To learn more, go to woodgate.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, or find more episodes at jasonperera.ca.